welcome to another C3 Church Rockingham podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au. Can I encourage us to just go to this portion of Scripture in Hebrews 10 that says, that really it says we should let love reign. Can I encourage you to let love reign during this time? This is what it says in verse 24. Discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them toward acts of compassion doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some form the habit of doing. In fact, I I just believe this is a word for us right now. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eagerly encouraging and urging each other onward as we anticipate the day drawing near. You know, I, I believe right now that more than ever before we need to be meeting together. And if that's meeting together more online, then let's do that. If that's in smaller groups, then let's do that. If that's over FaceTime as family, you know, can I encourage you, probably right now is a good time to FaceTime a friend or a family member and actually encourage them. Right now is in after the online service. Right now is not in the studio right now, but right now is the day. Now's the time just to connect. And, and maybe don't just say hello, maybe share a prayer together. Maybe encourage them, just speak words of life. You know, I'm reminded that the Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And and literally right now, we are either speaking life, hope, positivity, or we are speaking death, anxiety and fear into people's worlds. And I think most of all right now, our kids need to see mum and dad rise up as faith heroes, as hope heroes, as traffickers of hope in this day. Check on your neighbour. Help them out practically. Make a meal and just drop it off to that family. Don't even ask them if they need it. Just do it and think of creative ways that you can love others. In Ezekiel chapter 1, Ezekiel has a, a vision. And I thought, what I, I did thought, now I think, now I know. I, th- I know that God is speaking to us out of this portion of Scripture. Ezekiel has a vision and in that vision, He sees a storm, a cloud, and a brilliant light. And out of the storm comes these four living beings and we get the message of the four faces of God out of it. But you know, the storm right now is COVID virus. The cloud is the anxiety and the fear that wants to rule our world. And some of you have succumbed to it. Some of you have been, I know I got influenced by it at one stage. I started watching all the news and doing all this. And, and I thought, whoa, hang on, hang on, that's just a cloud. That's not real. That's just a cloud that's trying to come into my world. And so can I encourage you that even though there was a storm and a cloud, out of it came this brilliant light. And I want to suggest to you today that that brilliant light is you and me as we join together and carry God's light into the world. Out of this vision in verse 10, you see that these four beings came out of this storm. And I believe that it's the God nature, it's the God people that are coming out of the storm. And every being, every living being had four faces, which seems a bit weird, doesn't it? But actually it connects back to the behavioural foundational styles of mankind. And on the, on the front of each face was a human face. And aren't you glad today that you have a human face that we can connect with and engage with? And then on the right-hand side was the face of a lion representing the hunter leader, the, the risk taker, 
the challenge, the guy that's up for the challenge that, you know, in this season with all the risk out there, they don't care. It's just dopamine to them. It's like, hey, here's my, here's my drug for today. Here's my challenge for today. Overcome this risk. On the left-hand side is a lion which represents the worker, the plotter. They're like, yeah, okay, it's all happening, but really we just got to get to work and do the things that need to be done. Let's just do that. And then on the back is this eagle representing the spiritual mystic amongst us. And in some way, we all have one of these faces, one of these presents in our own world. Every one of us has some element of leader on the inside of us. We all got to do the work. And, and you know, while working and leading, we, we've got to have the spiritual side of our life actually being the force pushing us forward. You know, right now, I don't want my eagle to be put on TV. I just want my bald patch right there. Uh, I don't want you to see the eagle. I'm a spiritual person and that's got to be propelling what I'm doing, but I want you to meet face-to-face with Claude and engage with me as I share the love of God with you. And so can I encourage us as Christians right now, people don't want to see your eagle. They want to see your human, compassionate, extravagantly loving face and connect with that. But here's the reality. We'll all behave in different ways at this time. There is no superior personality or style. We need each other. What lacks in me, you have. And and maybe in some way what you need, I, I can give to you. Right now, what we need more than ever before is to make room for each other and our weaknesses so that we can let love reign. Out of the storm, out of the cloud, there is a brilliant light and you are that light. You are that light. Let's be it today. We're all different, but we're predictably different. There's no right or wrong shape or style. There's no superior personality. What you lack, I could have. If I don't, the person sitting next to you, 1.5 metres away by just mentioned, they might have it today. And so together we can get through these things. You know, in, in relationships, they say that often opposites attract, fall in love. And, and they talk to us about the fact that opposites attract, then they attack before they attach. And, and I wanna, I'm praying right now that in, right across our community where opposites have attracted, maybe they find themselves in the zone of attack, that they would move quickly to the place of attach. And you attach when you recognise that even though I have, my my thinking is so different to my wife, even after being together for three decades, she still doesn't think like me. Go figure, why not? Obviously I'm right, joking, joking. But what we've learned after three decades is that when we do think differently, we probably need the other person's perspective to navigate through what we're navigating through in the very best way. Can I encourage you to choose faith? Like choose faith. Psalm 91 verse 9 says, When we live our lives within the shadow of God most high, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease 
infect us. I believe like never before as you pray, as you declare the promises of God, that you are going to be protected and it shall not come near you. God will protect you. It's a great opportunity for us to establish faith in our children. Come on, listen to me. Grandmas, mas, mums, dads, grand, granddads, grand. Ma, listen, right now is a great opportunity just to put the truth of faith into our young people. I'm thinking back to a time a couple of years ago when our youngest grandson at the time went through the horrible journey of overcoming cancer and we were in that faith fight and faith battle and we learned about the posture of faith, the character of God and the promises of God. And I, I knew I had to get 1 Peter 2.24 and get it into a palatable term for that four-year-old boy. And I trimmed it down into simply, Jesus was whipped and you were healed. And when I first started teaching Roman that, he kind of would get the words twisted, but eventually I would just say Jesus and then he would just finish it off. Jesus was whipped and I was healed. You know, like now, Two years down the track, he's over that and getting stronger every day. He knows how to quote that because he went through that season. Can I encourage you with your children at home, with your grandchildren, wherever they are, begin to instill in them faith. Help them choose faith at this time. Not just choose faith, but also seize hope. You know, uh, we will get through this. We'll get to the other side. This will soon be over. We'll go back to restrictions being lifted and back into life and freedoms and all those other things. We are going to get to the other side. God has not changed His plans for you and for me. He still has a plan for you to give you a future and a hope. His plans aren't for evil. His plans are for good. Hold on to hope. Like the psalmist said in Psalm 39 verse 7, he said, and so, Lord, where do I put my hope? It's an interesting thing because you have hope. Where are you going to put it? Uh, some of us are putting hope into sanitizer, and I think we should kind of do those things and hope into other things. But you know what? Most of all, I'm going to put my hope in God. Seize hope and hold on to it. The Bible says that hope is the anchor to our soul. And the, one of the reasons why many of you are here in the studio this morning is because you are of that kind of nature where, you know, social distancing is like prison sentence to you. It's like punishment. It's kind of like, you know, and I don't want to make too light of it, but, you know, with what's going on in Italy right now, which is my home uh, heritage, uh, some people are asking, why has it gone so crazy there? I know why. We're such a touchy-feely nation. We're like, you know, they, they once did a study of Italians getting together for a meal and studied the body language and how much they touched each other. Then they studied the same thing going on amongst a Western American influenced people. I can't remember the exact figures, but during that dinner party, the American influenced people touched each other on average 30 odd times. During the same dinner party, the Italians were well over 130 times. No wonder it spread so quickly. But here's my point. The reason why many of you are in this studio today, the reason why you're having church at home with somebody else today is because you need human contact. You were designed that way. So please help us all change our habits of hugs, handshakes, kisses, all those kinds of things. Unless it's your wife, I think you should just keep kissing your wife. Amen. <laughs> but know that being together 
connecting together is a powerful thing. It helps us put hope in one another. Choose faith, seize hope, carry love. Colossians says that we should make allowances for each other's faults and forgive each other. Forgive anyone that offends you. You know, it's so easy to kind of just up and leave a relationship, up and leave a situation because of offence. You know, you hang around me for more than five minutes, I'm probably going to give you an opportunity to be offended. Not because I like doing it, just because I'm such a slow learner. But the reality is, sooner or later, we're all going to give opportunity for offence. Let's just not take it. Let's leave it. People get offended and leave relationships, leave churches. People leave small churches to go to big ones because of offence. People leave large churches and go to small ones because of offence. But you know what? It's not the size of the church that's your problem. It's the size of your heart. We've got to have hearts big enough to forgive and release. And that, that principle is true for all people. Get over the offence. Let's choose to carry love. And I would encourage you most of all, you know, faith, hope, love and laughter. You know, the Bible is, a, is, is, is really a message of faith, hope, love. But I want to add today, not add to the Bible, but add to that thought, laughter. A merry heart does good like medicine, my Bible says. I don't know about you, but I've been looking at things that can just help me laugh. I, I seize the moment. I seize the moment because I remember a time of severe grief where we were recovering from the death of our son and his friends and what his surviving friend was going through and we hadn't laughed in months because of that sheer grief and we were talking in bed and I don't know what we're talking about, but we started to laugh. And for a moment, we just looked in each other's eyes. We didn't say anything, but we went to stop laughing, feeling guilt for laughter. But again, without words, we knew that God was just bringing us to a place where He's saying, laugh again. And we went on and laughed. You know, right now, you're not sitting in a situation of huge grief. Maybe one or two of you are. But sooner or later, you've got to give yourself permission to laugh again, but also be kind of traffickers of hope and Laughter. I've been following a particular person on social media for one purpose and one purpose only. They have funny posts, posts that say like, surround yourself with people who inspire you, just not right now. Posts that said like, coughed in coals the other day, four people turned around, felt like I was on The Voice. <laughs> I thought that was so good, like... Uh, post that, like, love like Jesus, but wash your hands like Pontius Pilate. Yeah. <laughs> How good is that? I just, I'm, I'm pretty sure this was actually a true news alert. Women aged between 30 and 59 are most likely to carry coronavirus without symptoms. Best course of action is to quarantine them away from men and children. The local spas and wineries are designated local quarantine centres. Send women immediately. No contact for 14 days Why they live in misery. All the women say, yeah, I'm on the way. Anyone feel like life right now is being written by a fourth grader? It goes like this. And there was this virus and everyone was scared. And then the world ran out 
of toilet paper. Yeah, ran out of toilet paper. And then there was no school for like a month and then it snowed. (laughs) Kind of feels like that right now, doesn't it? Who's going to write the next part of the script? Can I encourage you to be a person that gives permission for laughter and actually take opportunity to seize the moment, like get the most out, milk it for as much as it will supply right now because it will do so good. It will help keep off the cloud of anxiety and fear. It will help those around about you. Give people permission to laugh. Mary Hart does good like medicine. You know, we're praying for you at home. We're praying for you that maybe watching for the first time and thinking, gosh, I just need a little bit of hope. I want to tell you that Jesus is the hope of the world. This is the end of the podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au or call us on 9524 5055.